0: Welcome to the Thrive Today podcast. I'm Natalie Bourne. I'm the media host for Thrive Today and the founder of Innovation Meets Leadership. Our primary focus at Thrive Today is to help you identify the authority of God's word and connect it with your success at work. Well, today we're going to speak with Mona Brawley. Mona is the president and CEO of Mona Brawley Coaching, LLC, and she's also a pastor alongside her husband, Dr. Don Brawley III, who's a senior pastor and the founder of Impact Church located in Snellville, Georgia. Mona has been a certified master coach trainer for Dream Releasers Coaching since its inception in 2010.
1: Welcome to the podcast, Mona. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad to be here.
0: First of all, most of our guests have written an article in our Thrive Today magazine, and I really enjoyed reading your article. You were talking a lot about your coaching approach and how you came into coaching in the first place. And I would love for you maybe just to unpack some of that with your listeners, but I also love your background because you're in many different areas. And so you have this just unique perspective, right? As a coach, as a pastor, and just in all these different areas, you've, you've kind of gleaned some things that probably help you a great deal with, with your coaching.
1: Yeah, it's true. I could say that for myself coming into coaching was, I didn't know coaching existed prior to that. I happened to go to a, an event that Michelle McKinney Hammond was hosting and she did a little bit of coaching there. And I knew that something was to change in my life. You know, have you ever been in that place where you're going, Lord, I don't know, this is not quite what I thought it was going to be, you know? And I was there and I'm a mom of three children and I'm so blessed. My children are now grown. My last one, my youngest is getting married next week. And um, yeah, so I'm really blessed. All of them are married. Well, all of them will be married. And I'm I'm a grandmother with one granddaughter and two on the way. And so I'm very excited. But at that time when I discovered coaching, I was in a session and I knew that there was more that I needed. And it was different than, you know, when you have to really dig deep and it's, bigger than just someone saying, oh, God wants to bless you. Mm-hmm. God wants to do great things in your life. It was really opening me up to see, God, what are you trying to do? But wow. I, by trade, I'm a school teacher. So I'm an elementary school teacher and I was teaching in my kindergarten classroom at the time. And what I noticed was, I felt so unfulfilled. I felt so discontent. And I started just feeling so burdened down and so weighted. And I was saying, Father, you know, here are my children sleeping on my pillows in my room after school. And I'm staying here till seven and eight o'clock at night. This is not the life I felt like I was called to live. And my husband and I had weird transplants from to Atlanta, from New York. We were called here to start a church 28 years ago. And we birthed that church. And so we were still doing ministry, you know, I'm teaching in school and I'm watching my children sleep in my classroom as I'm still there and I'm toiling. And I, I just felt like, yeah. Father, I know that you have made me for more than this. And it just kind of made me hit this, I say a sinkhole because yeah. there was this place that I just hit a low spot and I was just miserable. And I am you know, still in working, still, you know, doing all the things for my children, but And I thought that that was going to bring me such joy. You know, I went to school. I was, you know, excited about being a mother, loved having children. But there was something else deeper in me that said, God, I know you've called me for more than this. Yeah. So I began a search, a journey to say, Father, what is it that you want to do in me? What do you want to change? What do you want to? birth, what is it? And I'm still in that process because I th- I believe this life is a journey to find out why you were born. And so I began to seek and search. And as I was doing that journey and that seeking, God began to la- lead me back to school. My husband happened to be in school with his master's degree or his doctorate degree at the time. Mm-hmm. And he was at Regent University. And he said, guess what? I'm taking this class, you know, on coaching or whatever. And I was like, oh, really? And When I heard it, I knew there was something for me. And so I began to seek it out along with, you know, reading Rick Oren's Purpose Driven Life and some other things. And we had done Purpose Journey and different things here at the church. And so as I was seeking, I just really felt to go back to school. And one of the majors that they had were offering was I got a master's in organizational leadership. However, it had a leadership and coaching focus with mentoring. And it just... It was amazing because you yourself had to go through that process of self-discovery and really finding out how God created you and, you know, what he meant for you and just really do this whole process that brought such a self-awareness that just, I mean, it really opened me up to say, Father, whatever it is, I want to go back and help women, Mm -hmm. pastors, teachers, whoever. Are in that place where they thought that this was it. You get married, you have a family, you get a degree, you get a job, and all of a sudden you're like, this is not it. This is (laughs) this is not fulfilling. This is not what I want to do. This is not who I am. You know, I'm only using part of myself on a daily basis, you know? And so that's what really led me towards coaching and then to help others become coaches. But not only that, I also have my own business where I coach women. And I thought in my mind that I was going to only, you know, just deal with women because that I was like, I need to help women like myself. Mm-hmm. I found that more men pastors came to me and they benefited from my program just as much as the women. They were like, no, no, I, I'd like you, you know, you're changing my life for my wife, you know? Yeah for myself and I'm becoming who I'm supposed to be. And so I found myself in situations that like, no, I I want you to coach me, you know? And so that has been the case over, over and over again. Wow. That's so powerful.
0: You know, I wonder as women are sitting here listening to you and and your story, I think probably they can relate deeply and just the you know, the way I like to say it is you were stuck in the grind to five. However, it was going longer than that for you. It was like the grind to seven, but you know, you were stuck and you knew there was more. You knew that your capacity was more. You knew that this couldn't be it. Can you talk a little bit about for women what would you say are just some of the core benefits of coaching that you feel like would be powerful? You say in your article, you're like, hey, there's so many things you don't do on your own. Why do we try to approach our whole life on our own?
1: <laughs> Absolutely. It's so true. And, and it's, I think that we're not used to sharing our problems with other people or, you know, listening is such, first of all, that's a, a major coaching skill, right? So we focus on active listening. and That's one of our skills. But when was the last time someone just sat down, asked you questions and listened? Wow. They're like, just talk to me. And you can share anything you wanted to share because it was a safe space. And then when you shared it, they honed in and they helped you. You said, you know, this is what I really want to do. And then you took ownership of it. And they said, you know what? I'm going to champion that for you. And I'm going to be your cheerleader in this scenario, whatever it is that you want to do, I'm going to be there to walk you with you alongside you to help you really reach that goal. And I'm going to be your cheerleader. See, I think as women, we are used to being the cheerleader for others. Yep. We are so supportive and we're so kind and we're all, we cheer our children on. We say, yes, you can do it, baby. I'm there at every game. I'm there with the snacks. I'm there to make sure you look great. Yep. But sometimes we can forget ourselves and um, we, wow. we put ourselves on the side and we cheer our husbands on. And we chair mm-hmm. all of those around us. We're cheerleaders for everybody else. But when you are a support person, I think we need it the most because we're so used to supporting others. We just believe, well, one day they'll support me. But, you know, what? until sometimes you make the change in your own life and take that initiative and say, you know what? I'm worth something. Mm-hmm. God made me for more. And I need to be my own cheerleader first, then it's hard to, you know, take that on. And people are adjust to you, but you have to make some changes and say, you know, at first I'm gonna cheer myself and then I'll go cheer some others. It's kind of like that example when you are on the plane and they say, put your mask on first, and yeah. then your child. Because see, if your mask is not on, you're not gonna be able to help your child. You need to be able to, you know, put your own mask on. And I think as women, we are so busy looking to others and helping others and serving others that we forget to serve ourselves and help ourselves, you know, in the name of Jesus, you know, the same so way good. we do for other people.
0: That's so good. You know, I think there has to be some type of dynamic there with women as well. Just maybe even how we're, we're raised. Cause I think that growing up, and just especially in the neighborhood I lived in, which wasn't wasn't my favorite experience growing up, but mm-hmm. it was one of those things where like we didn't celebrate our wins, and I didn't feel I could bring my wins to mm-hmm. the people I grew up around, like I didn't feel like they would be honored or respected and I think when you get into that habit, it's really hard to celebrate, and it's really hard to. It's like you're so busy hitting that next milestone that you're not slowing down to celebrate, and that's something I've tried to now that I'm in my forties start cultivating which is slowing down and celebrating slowing down exactly. and acknowledging hey something good is happening and not Absolutely. just flying by the moment
1: excellent and you know I also think so we were trained that you know that maybe it was you thinking too highly of yourself if you said mm-hmm. you were beautiful or gorgeous or you know so pretty so it's hard to even hear those words yeah. you know and i believe that god has fearfully and wonderfully made each of us and mm-hmm. and he talks about you are radiant you know <laughs> in isaiah he talks about how radiant you are and i believe that we're radiant beauties yeah. and that god has such beautiful things he wants to do in our lives he has placed us on this earth to do some great work but really, it comes by making impact in the world you are living in. Mm-hmm. One thing I, I share with my story is even as a coach now, I share that story about being in the classroom. And in most of the time, at the end of the story, you go, she left the classroom and wow, she's doing these amazing things. I want to tell you what God did for me. He didn't take me out of the classroom. I'm still a teacher. He chose to change me not my Mm -hmm. circumstance, not my outside. So So he didn't change my position. He didn't change me as far as the school. As a matter of fact, that same school that I was in, when I said that, I still teach there. It'll be like a month or two from now. I will retire from that same school that God told me. I said, Father, I know you made me for more. And he said, yes. And so what he did was he deepened my capacity to see him wherever i was wow and people used to ask me all the time so when are you going to go into full-time ministry and when i realized i said i am yeah every single day i am in full-time ministry and god used me and he uses me with the children with the, the adults with the people just to share love and to share his light and his glory and to be a witness in that school to make impact our church impact is around the corner from the school i work at and we get to be partners with the school we have made we donate to the school we serve in that school we have built such a partnership that people know about our church because of the school and we're in the community and we do more for the community but god took a circumstance that was that grind, but yet also that pothole. And says, "Now I need you to look up and see those around you and what I'm doing and how I want to bless." And he started blessing in greater ways and, than that I could have ever imagined. So it wasn't about just leaving the classroom or leaving that job. It was about me becoming who he wanted me to become in the middle of it, not leaving it, but making me something. And that's my story. That's a little different than most people. Oh, she left and started writing books. No, no, no. I started, I didn't leave. I may have changed positions, but I've been there. I was in that same school over 18, 19 years. And God said, I want to use you here. I don't want to take you out of here. I want to make impact with the children you have here. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, do because, that.
0: yeah, because what I hear you saying is like, God didn't uproot me out of my circumstance. He changed my vantage point. He changed my perspective. He changed my attitude. He changed all these ways that I think about where I'm at. And then I hear just, and I just love the name of your church because it's so, it's so cool just to speak to that and align it to what's going on in your own life. And what has gone on in your life over these years is that God's given you an impact. And I think so often we think we want to fly around the world and make an impact. And sometimes God is saying, Make an impact where I put you. Like make an impact in your backyard. Know your neighbors. Know your, you know, the people that you go to school with. Know your barista. Like know the people that you're closest to and make an impact right where you've been planted. I love that because so often, like you said, we're looking for God just to sweep us out of that circumstance and move us to another you know, state or country or world. And he's like, no, right here, right here, make an impact.
1: Make an impact, leave your imprint, you know, on the people and the lives around you, show his goodness, really share with children, like even how I I work with adults to help them discover their strengths and their passions and really their purpose, you know, like, why are you here? Why are you here on earth? And I start with a sentence starter and I'll say, you know, I exist blank. I Mm. exist for, why am I here? And when I use that with people and they say I exist and it comes up out of their mouths, Wow. whoa, it's so powerful because they have never dared to say those things. And so as a coach, I help those who dare to believe that there's more, that they dare to believe and dream that God wants to use them in a, a mighty way or to do greater things than maybe what they're actually seeing. And so there is a place of bravery and a place of courage and a place of believing and a place of saying, I may not see it right now, but I believe that God wants to do something bigger and it takes a process. So the deepening the capacity in you, you may go through some things that will are not ideal. Yeah. And but then he will say, OK, I want to make you ready for the things I want to put inside of you. And so that's where I am. You know, that's what I do in my coaching. I love, 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 love helping and championing the purpose and and inspiring hope in women, and men to see their God given purpose and why they're here on earth.
0: That is so, that's so amazing. I just love your story and the story that God has written and is writing. And I just think it's so impactful for the women to listen to this and to hear, you know, what you're saying. I even just, as you were talking, I was even thinking about Joseph, you know, he wasn't always delivered out of the circumstance that he was in. Sometimes he was in some pretty, you know, unpredictable circumstances, but God continued to bless him in every single circumstance he would be in and so sometimes Mm -hmm. it's not this massive deliverance to another place sometimes Mm -hmm. it's God giving you the perspective and the strength to stand Mm -hmm. where you are and what he's calling you to do in this season and and Mm -hmm. I think that is like a level of resilience that I think is we're not accustomed to anymore I think that so often we just want to be be delivered out right just translate me out (laughs) of (laughs) here
1: so true Beat me up, Scotty, it's time to go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I used to say, God, can I see the exit sign? Will you make it quick? I need to see yes. the exit door. <laughs> you know, where is it? Light it up for me, God. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, that exit door doesn't always come quite the way we think. Yeah. And it's, it's really in who you are and becoming who he wants you to become. And I believe coaching is a way to help us become better. And, you know, I feel like the Holy Spirit works inside of us. You know, there's that deep well, we always talk about, you know, that there's a deep well of that God has inside of us. But I believe that there are so many things that are deep within us that we don't have an opportunity to speak on, or we don't have the safe space to speak out. But when you give someone an opportunity to share and to really believe, you know, believe what they say, whatever you say, I believe you and I'm going to work with you to believe you that you'll get there. It Mm -hmm. really helps people to really start really walking in, not who they think they're supposed to be, but really who God has called them to be. Wow.
0: That's so good. Mm -hmm. Mona, this has been amazing. How can people follow you? How can they find you?
1: All right. So I have a website and it's Mona-Brawley.com. You can follow me there. You can also follow me on Instagram at Mona Brawley, Twitter. I believe it's Mona Brawley on Twitter and I'm on Facebook. I have a Mona Brawley coaching page. So you can follow me on any of those and also find me at Impact Church in Snellville. That's awesome. Impact Gwinnett. Mm-hmm.
0: That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I've just loved I've loved learning more about you. I mean, your article was so full of just a deep well, like you said earlier of knowledge. And I hope that the women will go back read your article, but also just spend some time thinking about what you said. You, you said some pretty big power thoughts there around, you know, the situation God has you in and him giving you a different perspective. So I hope they'll avail themselves to everything that you have to offer there.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me. It has been an honor, you know, such an honor to one, be in the magazine and then second of all, to meet you and to share with you today. This was wonderful.
0: Thank you so much. Well, to our listeners, I really hope you enjoyed this conversation. I want to remind you that thrivetoday.com is here for you to get in community, get in like-minded community with other women who are walking the same path with you. And you can do that over at thrivetoday.com and just look at our membership opportunities. There's a lot of ways that you can get into the conversation. So ladies, we love you. We want you to remember that as you live your life, Do it with leadership, community, and strength, and we'll see you next time.